Welcome, welcome, my friend, to the business of personal brand photography. I'm your host, Paula Brennan, and I am coming from you from the beautiful sunny coast of Australia today where the sun is actually shining. It's very beautiful. And I'm coming to you after a little week's break. I decided to take a week break after running a launch of my signature program, the Breakthrough Program, which helps photographers to literally break through in their business. Now, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I am fully about living your best life through photography. That is the whole reason why I started this podcast is to help you to be able to enjoy more freedom and enjoy a better quality of life basically because I've been through the trenches from the early parts of building my career where I sort of spent so much time kind of undervaluing myself then in that graft mode where I just said yes to everything and I was getting lots of work but perhaps still maybe undervaluing myself to now today to being able to enjoy a really beautiful business where I get to work with not only great clients but I've got a lovely supportive team but I also get to do great things like go on holidays and take weekends off finally. So I want to share that with you today on how you can create a business that works for the life that you want. And I know this is such a big topic and I hear people talking about this all of the time online about creating like lifestyle-based businesses or freedom-style businesses. And I think a lot of the time that does, you know, obviously work in the online sense, but I think it can work in a meat and bones business like ours, in a service-based business. I know this because it's working for me right now. And if you're feeling a little bit stuck, if you're feeling like a bit like a rat on a, on a wheel or if you're feeling like, you know, just feel like you've constantly got a to-do list. I hope that today's episode will help you to free you up a little bit and to be able to help you to see a clearer path ahead of you, because that's my goal here. So I think, as I said, with all of the online courses, with the new technology, with social media marketing and all of that, I think that that a lot of the to-do list for us photographers has increased. We not only have to be the creative, but now we've got to be the business admin, the, the, the marketing expert, all of those kind of things in your business. And it can get a little bit inundating, kind of it can get really overwhelming, to be honest with you. So I'm hoping that this episode might help to free you from some of those to-do lists and make you sort of look in the right places to be able to finally kind of start enjoying your business a little bit more. So the first thing that I wanted to talk to you about and I wanted to ping it to you and bring to your attention is when was the last time that you sat down to define the kind of life that you want? Simple question. But I think for a lot of us, we don't necessarily look at things. We're too busy trying to build our business and we kind of have an idea of what we want the business to look like. Successful, busy, you know, productive, flowing with money, so profitable. But I think a lot of the time in building a business, it's easy to sort of forget about what you want for your life and what you want for your family's life as well. And so I want to ask you to ask yourself a really simple question right now is what does you want your life to look like? What does your perfect day look like? What does your perfect year look like to you? I know for me, it's completely different to my friends, what I want for my life. I mean, I'm bound by the confounds of having a teenage daughter in school. And so right now for my life, I just want to be able to be present for her during the weekends and on the school holidays. And that's really important to me. What I love the most is being able to pick her up from school after, you know, drop her to school and pick her up. That's, you know, a great day for me. In fact, I had this great day the other day. I would say this was my perfect day. I went, I dropped my daughter to school. I was able to go to the gym in the morning 
morning before that, we went together. I dropped her to school. I went to a photo shoot with one of my favorite VIP clients. I think this is like the fifth shoot that we've done with her in a couple of years. So we just got straight into business. We were all pinching ourselves kind of halfway through the photo shoot going, wow, this is so easy. Everything was just coming super easy for us because we worked together so much before the creation process. Just almost seems natural now for us. We got into the car, myself and Jordan and my videographer, we got into the car at two o'clock, got home and I was able to go, you know, unpack the car, put everything away and then go and pick up my daughter after school. And then the two of us went and walked my dog. I was able to make a really nice um, nutritious dinner for us and I was in bed nice and early. Now, if you've been listening or you've been following me, you know, I'm doing the F45 challenge right now. So I'm very, very sleepy because I'm waking up at four in the morning to go for a workout, but that's my perfect day at the moment. And I got to live that the other day. And exactly. Um, I will get to live that day a good few days this week as well. So I'm getting to live my best life, you know? And so I want to ask you, what is yours? What's your definition? I have a beautiful girlfriend who is a photographer also. And it's really funny because we're kind of opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to our businesses. She is a beautiful photographer who loves what she does, but she loves to work so that she can build up enough money to pay for her mortgage and go traveling. So she works her booty off for three, four, five months of the year for a concentrated period of time so that she can have enough money to pay her bills for the rest of the year and then go off traveling and not work for the rest of the year. And that is her best life. That is her living a business model that works for her. And her clients know that they need to go onto a wait list to be able to get photographed by her um, at certain seasons when she's when she's shooting. And that's the way she wants to be. And I adore that about her. Me personally, I like to stay busy all year round, but I do like to take my holidays, as I said. So now I've built my business so that I can do that and only sh shoot for certain months of the year. And so I want you to ask yourself, what is the life that you want and how can you change your business or how can you you know, make, that, make sure that you're constructing a business and that you're working towards a business that's going to help you to reach those goals. Because ultimately, that's what we're in business for is to create our life goals, our lifestyle goals. Yes, part of it is obviously accomplishment. And you, you know, if you're somewhat maybe driven a little bit by ego, you might like the success that comes with becoming bigger in your field or being, you know, recognized as a, a beautiful artist and you might like the challenge of that but ultimately what you're in business for is to be able to create a beautiful life for yourself so can you define it I want you to go press pause on this podcast if you haven't already and go and write down what it is that you want <laughs> it's an interesting exercise <laughs> now coming on from that if you have a look what it is that you want for your life have you created boundaries around your life, around your business, I should say, that are going to help you to bring that business, uh, bring that lifestyle to life? Okay. So what you need to be looking at is, do you have the boundaries around certain areas? And I'm looking at specific areas. Do you have boundaries around 
your time and your effort and what you're putting your effort into in work. Because it's so easy to walk in front of your computer and sit in front of your computer from nine to five in a day, but not necessarily have done anything that's of value or worthwhile. You know, emails come in, you get stuck into social media, you might have a client call here and then you might be rushing off to a shoot there and the day is just a little bit disjointed. So are you crafting your calendar <laughs> so that you can have the best outcome of a week. And so when I say boundaries, I'm talking about things like have, only having periods to be able to answer emails at certain times of the day. Maybe you're only checking your Facebook or your Instagram and your social media for a certain period of time. Okay, so you're giving yourself a clock, almost a timer that you go in and you check things and then you don't, you know, you don't obviously um, check it outside of those hours. Are you working within business hours? I've, I speak to so many people, so many photographers that tell me that they're, you know, up really late at night editing or they're working weekends to try and catch up constantly. Now, I want to tell you a story about this because I think that it's really easy to let your own boundaries flail in this. I had an ex-partner who had been previously been um, on the tools and when I say that he was a tradie and so he was a tradie who was used to starting at a certain time and getting through a job and then finishing the job. Yeah do you know what you know what I'm saying? So start a project finish it and then be able to close the door on it, go home and feel satisfied that something was built or something was completed. Now, if you're in business for yourself, you know that that doesn't always happen. There's always a to-do list the next day. And I saw this with him when he became a, a boss and he had multiple people working for him. He found it very difficult to close the books at the end of the day. And oftentimes the business would creep into late nights and early mornings and it was the first thing that he thought of when he got up at the morning and he was checking his laptop for emails or messages from the staff and then it was the last thing that was happening at night and if you're doing that it's going to drive you bonkers okay it's going to it's really going to make you wear out in your brain it's going to make you not be present with your family and it's going to make you feel exhausted you have to have a start and a finish to your work day that's all there is to it and let me tell you, when you're in business for yourself, you already know this because you're listening to this podcast, the to-do list is always there tomorrow. We are not working with life and death here. So a lot of the time, what might seem urgent today, I'm sure you could close the book on, wake up tomorrow with a fresh head and get it done in a smaller amount of time than in, if you keep trying to push on past, you know, an eight hour, a regular eight hour day. So if you're doing more than eight hour days, especially if you're working on the computer, try and pull back a little bit try and give yourself a break try and walk away from the computer try and put some boundaries around the amount of time that you're spending inside of working on your business because a lot of the time that's the stuff that's not necessarily turning around client orders and all of that kind of thing if it takes an extra day or two let the client know it's fine it's not it's not life or death as I said what's really important is that you're working from an optimal premium place inside of yourself that your brain is focused and clear and if you're working from a place of exhaustion or overwhelm oftentimes you're not working in that peak performance zone and it's not worth it it's not even worth going to work like that um trust me i'm speaking from experience here <laughs> okay it's not not always productive time so what i'm going to say to you is is to try and put some boundaries around 
what you will do in a day. You know, for me, I like to answer my emails in the morning first thing and then have a look at them again in the afternoon. Again, um, social media, you guys know if you've been listening to this, I only jump in for certain amounts of time. Those are the two things for me that I found quite time sucking and energy zapping. And so I wanted to make sure that I'm in order to create the business that I want, I need to make sure that I'm protecting myself from the things that are going to drain my energy or you know, be an energy vampire for me and be in that peak performance the whole time as much as I can. Now, this kind of leads me to the next point as well is have you mapped out your calendar in terms of what your capacity is? And by capacity, I mean your shoot capacity first. If you have a financial goal of reaching X amount of dollars to be able to, you know, have the lifestyle that you want. Have you had a look at how many shoots per week that looks like? And I don't mean just simply going, I want to do two shoots a year for uh, two shoots a week for 50 weeks of the year. That actually some doesn't actually work because it leaves no room for holidays or sickness. Okay. So (laughs) what I like to do for most of the students that I work with is try and get them to aim for a a 40 week year when it comes to doing shoots at maximum. That's going to leave you about 12 weeks off. And I know that sounds like it's a lot, but if you think about it over Christmas and summer holidays, and then allowing for you to maybe just take a couple of weeks break in between those shoot periods, I think a 40 week year is something really good to aim for. And so if you have a look at that, you know, if you were doing your maths on say, I want two shoots a week, 50 weeks of the year, that's a hundred shoots. If that's what you're sort of ballparking and thinking that you might like, you're going to have to really reassess that if you're looking at it from a 40 week year or 42 or 44, however you want to look at it, but you really do need to reassess those numbers because now you're going from two shoots a week to two and a half or maybe three shoots a week, which can get pretty heavy when you've got to do other things like post-production, like sales calls, like sales sessions with clients, like your own marketing, right? (laughs) So what I want you to have a think about is what do you physically have the capacity to do and map that out. So you might be doing a bit of weddings, a few family portraits. You might be trying to do personal branding. Or if like me, you're doing all personal branding, you might find that you've got some smaller shoots and some bigger shoots. And so what I want you to have a look at and say is, okay, at this time of year, I can shoot quite a lot. And then you can start to map out how many shoots you can fit into those months. And it's all just about looking at what capacity you have, but also too matching it to the lifestyle that you want. So that then when somebody's coming at you and they're asking you to maybe photograph on a specific day where you had planned to go on holidays or plan to have a day off, you can stand a little bit stronger and clearer and have the capacity to be able to say, no, I'm not available. And I know that for a lot of you out there, it might feel like it's a way off being able to say, that you're not available to a client, but believe me that there is actual strength and there is power in saying that to a client and not always needing to feel like you're available. Now, it doesn't mean that that client won't work with you. It just means that they may need to realign their expectations and you'll find that, well, I find anyway, for me personally, so many people go, oh, okay, you're not available to shoot on a Sunday. No worries. What days are you available to shoot? What dates can I get you? And the power in that is amazing because 
you then are sort of, no, I'm not going to say like in control, but you're in control of your calendar and you're in control of your time and you're in control of your yeses. If you're the kind of person that always wants to accommodate other people's needs, if you're a people pleaser, like I used to be, there is great power in learning to be able to say no to people. It's not something that comes easily at the start, but trust me, once you get it, it is a well-oiled machine and it becomes more and more powerful. And as I said, people will um, start to compromise for you as well if they feel like what you're offering is of value to them because branding doesn't always need to happen on a specific date. Now, that doesn't mean that from time to time you might not bend and flex if the job really needs you, if it's say like a retreat or an event or something like that that's happening within a specific time frame. But for the majority of time with personal branding, clients can be very flexible. Now it's time for me to come into looking and really deep diving in what I know has helped for me personally to be able to create a business that serves my life. And ding, 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 no guesses, guys. The first thing I'm going to share with you is, of course, me jumping into personal branding. Now I'm going to share with you why this was so helpful for me in going in and specializing all in, because I don't think it's going to be what you think it's what I'm going to say. The first thing that I found was the most helpful was in my previous business model, I was actually kind of running two different businesses. I was running weddings and I was running a portrait studio. And because they were so far apart in terms of physically in different states, but very different clientele, I was having to run two different websites and two different social media sets of social media channels for each of those businesses. And I can't tell you how overwhelming that made me feel. I felt like I was constantly sort of split between two things. And I felt like I was all over the shop in terms of my marketing brain, if that makes sense. So I found that just jumping all in on personal branding was so helpful for me because not only you know, all the things I've talked about on this podcast before, no weekends, no holidays, only working in business hours, all those sorts of wonderful things. But for me, the biggest thing was not having to think about multiple kind of clients and multiple businesses at one time. Now, if you are currently offering two different sort of genres within your business, if it be wedding and branding, portraits and branding, that's totally fine. I don't think you're going to be in a similar situation to me. You might be, but I think for the most part, you're probably in the same city and state trying to do those two, maybe three different genres. That's totally fine. Because I was crossing states for the two different businesses, that's why I needed the two different sort of websites. I wouldn't recommend if you're thinking about starting personal branding, I personally wouldn't recommend starting a whole new brand for it just yet. If you're in the early stages, just run under the existing business name, whether it be your name or you might have a different creative name for it. Just make life easier for yourself because it's really a lot of work to maintain and really keep on top of two separate businesses if you're solely a sole trader and a one-man band. Now, if you've got a team underneath you, go for it if you can and if you can manage it. But for me personally, I just found it to be a lot of pressure and things were slipping on both sides. I'd sort of focus over here on one side for the portraits for a while and I'd find that, you know, buttons stop working on my website. I, I wasn't really paying attention to the necessity for price increases on certain products. Um, you know, basically my attention was always split down the middle and neither one of them was really getting my 100% focus. So I think 
do yourself a favor if you are thinking of changing or moving into personal brand, just transition slowly. Don't go and start everything from scratch again, new brand, new URLs, all of that sort of thing, because it can be exhausting. Now, if you are the opposite of me and you absolutely love, love, love social media and you love living on there and you love the idea of having multiple Instagram accounts and all of those kind of things, go for it, my friend. I'm not suggesting that you not do that if you're that way inclined, but if you're like me and you find it overwhelming and a bit exhausting, then perhaps just keep it simple for yourself. There you are. I gave you permission to just have one social media platform. (laughs) Now um, I'm going to say the next thing that really helped me to be able to create the life that I want and something I really encourage you to have a look at is Make sure that you are charging right for the number of shoots that you want to do in a year so that the math stacks up and it reaches the amount of money that you need to create the lifestyle that you want. Now, what this might mean is for the first couple of years, you don't necessarily hit the targets, but what it means is that you can, you've got amounts to work towards. Yeah. So it might mean that you do, let's say your target was to get 50 photo shoots a year and you wanted to charge $1,000 for each of those photo shoots. Well, you might not hit the 50 shoots from the start, but with the spare time that you have, instead of doing 50 shoots at say $500 a shoot, where you're only gonna get to $25,000 for the year in revenue, if you can get to, you know, even 20 shoots at the new amount, which is $1,000, it means that you not only are gonna get paid paid similar amount. Obviously you're not going to get to the 25 if you're only getting to the 20, but it means that you've got a lot more time left in the kitty that you're not spending chasing after clients where you can actually invest in going marketing for the new clients. And I think that this is something that a lot of people don't think about is that the time that you're spent doing shoots is time spent that you're not being able to work on other parts of the business that might help you to grow forward. So I know in a way it can sort of almost seem like you're taking two steps back to go forward, but that is actually what I'm going to encourage you to do if you can, is just to do a slight price increase to start getting towards where you know your packages should be. And if it does lose you a couple of clients, I guarantee it probably won't. But if it did lose you a couple in the short term, what it's going to do is allow you to spend more time looking for new clients for the long term. I know if you're right now in a financial position where you just need to bring clients in, you might be like, oh my God, Paula, you are like not speaking to me at all. I just need to bring in money. I totally get that. And I'm not suggesting that you say no to clients, but maybe if you've got packages that are here where you've maybe got included say 10 images maybe you could drop the number of inclusions leave the price the same but drop the inclusions so that you might be able to make that money back afterwards after you've done the photo shoot now again I don't want to suggest that you overnight double your prices because that's not what I'm about either slight incremental changes slight incremental changes that I trust me the market probably won't notice but you'll feel but making sure that you're aligned your prices are aligned for the goals that you want for your life is paramount. If you don't have your pricing models right, you there's no hope of you being able to get out of that loop of overwhelm and chasing your tail and working and working and working and getting to the end of the financial year and recognizing that you haven't actually made enough money. And there's too many photographers that I meet and I talk to unfortunately that are in this cycle where they just feel like if they just work harder, 
that the money will come. But if you're not charging right and you're leaving money on the table, then you're just going to keep working harder and harder, but your profit margins aren't going to change. So making sure that you're being paid appropriately or getting closer to being paid appropriately is paramount. And that's 100% what changed for me. When I worked with a marketing coach who helped me to have a look at all of this and made me go and have a look at my spreadsheets and my P&Ls, this is really where it started to help me, where I started to recognize that incremental shifts and changes for each client didn't mean a lot for them, but at the end of the year made a huge impact on my bottom line. And so for me, that's, you know, being able to reposition that and recognize that my work and what I do is not about me. It's not a reflection on me. It's a, it's about me taking care of my family. And so being able to look at it like that and go, it's not about me. It's not about my ego. It's if I go to work, this is how much money I need to make. Therefore, this is how much I need to charge you. That's all it is. I need to make this to feed my family. So that's what I want you to start to think about. Dislodge yourself from who you are. If you're struggling with pricing right now, it's not you. It's your business that's charging the money. It's your business that needs to earn X amount to be able to stay afloat. Hopefully that helps you to maybe free yourself a little bit. Now, the other thing that I found that's been really helpful for me to be able to create the business model that works for my life is to stop needing to think that I need to improve myself. And I know that this one might come a little bit out of left field, but I was in the habit for a number of years of looking at what everybody else was doing and thinking that I needed to be more like everybody else. I was in the big habit of buying all these small little silly short courses and templates and all these things that I thought would improve what I did rather than sitting down and trying to figure out what works for me. So I thought if I just adapted everything from what everybody else was doing, that all of a sudden everything in my business life would suddenly become better. But all that did was distract me from the things that I needed to do. You know, I think it's really easy to, especially right now, it's so easy to get distracted, right? (laughs) You sit in front of your computer and you go onto Instagram and then there's some course or there's some little thing. And next thing you know, you've gone down the rabbit hole and you've lost eight hours trying to figure out how to, you know, import this template that's going to do something or push this filter through Lightroom and make it work for your photos or whatever it be, right? So I think for me to stop looking outside of myself and to start looking inside and just be really comfortable with what I had going on and to just back myself and to go forward with what I knew was working and really by paying attention to what was working in my business and doing more of that. Now, I know that if you're starting out right now or if you're just not sure exactly of the right path or where to focus, yes, definitely getting the guidance of somebody, a mentor or you know, investing in a really good quality program that is great and following it to a T and, you know, adapting it and helping to make it your own. There's definitely merit in that, but going and buying lots and lots of little different things here and there. And, you know, the $50 courses and the hundred dollar things and the, the templates and the plugins and all of that sort of stuff. A lot of that stuff just distracts you, as I said, from working on the stuff that's really going to make a difference to be able to create the lifestyle that you want. So what I would say to you is, is stop thinking that you need to improve yourself and stop going and looking for the distractions. 
it's very easy. We all do it. I know because I've done it before. But if I can encourage you to just have a little bit more faith in your own self and to listen to your own intuition, because I'm sure you'll hear you're listening. I'm sure that you're learning from lots of people. I'm sure that you know what you need to do. It's not rocket science either. You know, to run a successful business, you need to have strong marketing systems. You need to work on your craft. You need to be out there networking and meeting people. You need to be making connections, whether it's online or it's in person. Those are sort of the basic fundamentals. And if you listen to yourself and listen to what works for you, you can definitely start to create a much more fluid business that feels a lot easier because trust me, Having a business that works for your life doesn't mean that you have to kill yourself in your business. And I know that generationally we have been taught that you need to work super, super hard and everything needs to be a grind and it has to hustle and all of that kind of thing. But I'm here to tell you today that it doesn't need to be so. There are definitely periods where you need to put your head down and you need to work your heart out. There's definitely periods like that, but there's also definitely periods of ease in your business where you can take a bit of a, a bit more of a break and not have to hustle. And you definitely need to work hard at certain stages in your career. And you definitely need to work hard for your clients. There's no doubt about it, but it shouldn't be to the detriment of your health or your happiness or your presence with your family. So if you're struggling with any of those at the moment, I'd love if you want to have a chat about this, reach out to me, shoot me a DM, because this is exactly why I'm here and this is exactly what I'm about, is to try and help other creatives to not go down the rabbit holes and not fall into the dark spaces that can exist when you're working on your own, trying to create a business that you love in order to create a a life that you love for your family and for you. Oh, I feel like this was almost a little bit preachy, this episode. (laughs) I didn't intend it to be like that, but I'm so passionate about this. And so I hope that me sort of sharing quite vulnerably some of these things, that it helps you to, you know, be able to see a different way that could be for you right now in your business if you're feeling like you're overwhelmed or you're struggling and even to be able to, you know, have a path out. So if you've liked what you're hearing so far, it would be great for me if you could leave a review, rate and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It will help other people to be able to find this podcast. And if you're enjoying it, it means somebody else who's similar to you might enjoy it as well. And I'd love to be able to get into more ears of people who need to hear this stuff. All right, my friend, I'll catch you in the next episode. I'll put on a tight show. You sure you can handle